and welcome to Wait to Take episode 95, the Chandler Jones episode. Uh, I am Trey, joined as always by Cam Dillon and Tucker. How are we, gentlemen? Living the dream. Always living the dream. Um, all right, let's get right into it. Uh, winners and losers, obviously, on this podcast. I think I had said that I thought the series was over with the Red Sox. Uh, everyone was pretty high on the Red Sox. Clearly, that was wrong. Big loser for me, Dylan Tucker. I'm pretty sure Cam even agreed with us. But um, Cora managed poorly, Tucker. So I, I have, I'll talk to you more about that later, but I have that as an L for you. Well, like a team of destiny, honestly. Um, Mahomes blows. So just going to remind you guys of that every week. That might be take of the year for me. So um, who doesn't blow is Jamar Chase. Dylan, you had him as your rookie of the year to start the year. You had him going to the Bengals. I mean, you're just, you can't miss with this guy. Another guy that might blow is Taylor Heineke. We, I'm yeah. just keep saying we that. talked about that one last week. Every week, it just it just becomes worse. Did you watch the game at all? No, not a second. I mean, four red zone drives, three points. Uh, Dylan, you've been riding the Jamar Chase train. How you feeling? I <clears throat> feel good. Um, got lucky with the the pick just because I thought that. I, the only thing was the connection might be there. Turns out it is there, so much so that he's in line for rookie of the year. So connections are real; they're real. Uh, Tucker, you had said uh, that he was going to be a bust. I agreed with you, and we—I was—I was dunked on on Twitter for it. But Tucker was the one who actually said to take. So I just want to put that out there. So that's an out for both of us. Um, in terms of uh, some content, Dylan. The punishment attempt by you, I, I don't know if you understood the challenge correctly. I guess not. <laughs> You're supposed to eat a banana as fast as possible, then chug two liters of Sprite. You ate a banana very leisurely and then chugged about a half a can of Sprite. And you, you I, lo- I love that they were, when they had definitely edited the video to like cut. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> I edited it, but yeah, I'm not the fastest banana eater. That that's the, that was the crux of the problem there. Um, I I mean, I ate it. It took two minutes to eat the banana. I mean, it wasn't like it was forever. And then I chugged the <laughs> the mini can of Sprite. Did you, I, I just drink some Sprite. Did you feel any rumblies in your tumblies after or no? Absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you, you you did what you had to do. We didn't specify, I guess. So. <laughs> All right. But uh, let's determine. Dylan, actually, as karma for your failed attempt, you are actually this week's loser again, two weeks in a row. This is so crappy, too, because our like there was 15 votes on our poll, and I think it was a three-way tie. And if we had 16 votes and that's one was for me, then it would have been a four-way tie. Correct. But unfortunately, you are the odd man out. So you are this week's loser. We'll talk about your punishment. But uh, Tucker, me, and Cam, we are up for a point this week. This is a big point for Cam and I. If Tucker can sneak another one, I'm going to be pissed. But um, how do we want to run this, boys? Heads, tails, you guys. Winner plays me in the finals. No, I say you have a die, a dice, dice, dicing. I may actually have a die for die purposes. A one, one, a two, a three, a four, a five, and a six. I do. I have a dice. Uh, What are you thinking, Cam? Take one and two. The other take three and four. The other take five and six. All right. Who gets what? I'll let Uh, you guys pick. 
I'm going three and four. I like you. I like the middle. All right, I'll go five, six. Damn, that's the best odds. All right, are we ready? I said that's true, Dylan. <laughs> I don't think it is either. That dies, big. Six. Do you quick. see it? No. I rolled a six. <laughs> no. I did. No, I rolled a six. No. no. I swear no, to God. Did you guys hear a dice? I, I, I rolled it onto my keyboard. Again. It deadens. Do it again. Do it again. That's so unfair. That's such a that's a fair point. I've been tell you, you can't just give yourself points. You know what? No, I am because I I have been fair on every single one. I have been. Oh my god, this is a bro. I mean, this was just Trey that just showed me the six on the dice and said, "See, this is the number six. I rolled the die. It just didn't land on your side. It landed on mine. I'm You're, sorry. He didn't like announce his roll. I had been on a losing streak. He just rolled the die without. I said, hear it. Okay, and listen back. On listen back to the pod because I said, "Are you ready?" Here I go, and I rolled it. I didn't hear an "Are you ready?" Here I go. You you will listen to the pod and you will hear it. I promise you. I did not cheat. I have full integrity here. So that puts me it at eleven. Not me and Cam both get two points. Deal done. That's fine. Um, I got eleven. Cam has nine. Tucker has five. Dylan's still sitting at fourteen. Um, all right. Let's move on. Wasted takes. I have a wasted take. Um, I've been reading a book recently called uh, "It's Better to Be Feared." It it chronicles the entire Patriots dynasty from the drafting of Tom Brady. And the hiring of Bill Belichick up until Brady's departure. I am uh, just I just finished the uh, the chapters about the 2007 season. Uh, Cam, I'm sure you would have loved them. They had some really cool stuff about the Giants in there. Uh, one thing was David Tyree had his worst practice of the year before the Friday before the Super Bowl. Eli Manning chose to misremember it because he knew he was going to yep. have to throw to him. Yeah, you knew that story. Did you know that story, Cam? Did we lose Cam? Yes, I did. Anyways, I did. Sorry, okay. Yeah. yeah, anyways, continuing. So I was just reading about it, and I was remembering back to Brady and Moss and just the, the stupid offense they had and Brady throwing 50 touchdowns to break the record. And I remembered how sad I was when Peyton Manning broke the record in 2013 with 55, I think. I'm almost positive it's 55. Tom Brady right now is sitting with, I think, 23 touchdown passes. Um Maybe 22. The take's simple. Tom Brady, I already have him as the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP this season. I'm throwing another thing on there. He is going to break the touchdown record this season. That's the take. Fuck off. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's, that's all my insight. Fuck off. I mean, he threw, he threw his 600th this past week. And the guy who, who got it um, got absolutely fleeced for it. But, I mean, I just don't I don't see how he doesn't get it with the way he's playing right now. He's balling out, and he's just continuing to pile on to everybody in the league, including Patriots fans. Uh, Cam, you're, you're a big records-breaking guy. What do you think? So the record's 54, right? Um, I, it's 54 or 55. It, he is 21 right now. So that, that's a 16-game season. He has 21 in seven games. That's three a game times 17 is 51. 
So he's not on pace for it. And it's 17 games. I don't really count the record-breaking things. I will count them. Like I said, someone's going to pass for 6,000 yards. 6,000 yards is crazy. Um, but I don't think I don't think he even beats it with 17 games. It is I think 50, the Bucks aren't even going to play him in the last game. It is 55. So um, you think Brady's not going to play in the last game? I don't think they'll they'll have a reason to. Um, if it comes down to it, like oh, he's got to break the record if he gets needs two more or something like that, maybe. Um, but I don't think I don't think he breaks it now. Well, we're at the halfway point, and he's nearly on pace. And I think that as the season goes on, I mean, he gets sharper every year in, into the later months. So I, I think it's totally possible, Dylan. Um. It's a hit or miss one. I think like I think it's too close to call with plus for the seventeen games. I think Cam's probably right though that I don't see I don't see Brady being the guy that's gonna uh, play just so he could hit the record if the team doesn't need him. And at at this rate, the team probably won't need him. So I'm kind of on board with Cam. See, I think he will. I think Brady maybe ten years ago wouldn't. I think Brady now would because it has become the Brady showdown there. Like. All the ads I'm seeing, like he is, he has totally turned from you know the team first guy that he needed to be in New England because they just w- wouldn't put talent around. Now he can just be the superstar athlete because he has the talent around him down there, and he doesn't have to worry about the next ten years because he'll be done in you know three to five. So I don't know. I think it's totally possible. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. Go ahead. I'm short, sweet. I watched the Bears this week. The team's a joke. And uh, my take of the week is Justin Fields is a bust. Yep, like it. He's just he's just not good at football. Like, he doesn't have the ability to play well. I don't think he has any pocket awareness. Uh, what do you know when you're not in Ohio State with a clean pocket every play? You can't do it. And, like, the bear, when your wide receivers aren't better than everyone, then you have problems. I mean, it's the same thing where people thought Mac Jones wasn't going to be good because his receivers were better and he didn't get pressure enough. I thought, I mean, the one game I watched with Justin Fields, he was getting killed in the pocket and played well, so I thought, like, oh, this guy can do it. But he can't. He really just doesn't have it. And it's sad to see because I believed in him. All right, well, I just want to say I mean, I, I don't know if I'm ready to call him a bust. I think it's going to take time. It's going to take time for the team to get good around him, for him to step up. He is a rookie, and he's not being put in the best situation. For now, yes, he's a bust. He is not being ex- living up to expectations. So for the short term, yes, he is a bust. I just feel so good about my quarterback analysis in the spring. I, I freaking nailed it. I mean, I had said I don't want Fields. I had said I don't want Lance. Do we know what Lance is yet? Not really. I had said, I don't want Wilson. I did get a little high on him for a little bit, which was my one misstep, but I was out on Wilson. I By the time the draft rolled around, I was Mac Jones all the way, and who's been the best rookie quarterback? Mac Jones. So, I mean, Fields, to me, his big problem, holds on to the ball too long. Um, something he did in college, great on the deep ball, not so great on the shorter throws, on getting rid of the ball. So um, I tried to tell you guys that this guy was not going to be it. I was happy that the Bears took him, and uh, Mac fell to us, and I think, it's all it's all going according to plan. So, Cam, your guy in college, Fields, what do you think? Um, I, I, I'm not going to call him a bust. 
Gunner because he was just thrown into this situation. Um, this awful Bears team um, sat behind Andy Dalton, thought he was going to have a lot more time behind him. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the situation he's in, so I'm not going to call him a bust yet. I think that's a fair, fair take. Uh, Dylan, what do you think of Fields? We're kind of, again, kind of the same boat as Cam. Um, I don't think you're there yet. I think, again, we talk about a rookie's quarterback season, and we bring it up all the time. Um, it's hard to judge a guy from that first year when they're just thrown into it. I mean, some guys are excel, like we're seeing with Jones, but um, obviously not for Fields. I think you need to wait till the end of the season and, and see if there's any sort of progression into into next season. If there isn't, then you can really be like, all right, this is not going to work out. I think it's until that point. Though. All right. Two quick takes. Two pretty straight-to-the-point takes. Who's going next? I'll go. <clears throat> I'm going back to the Browns. Again. Um, yeah, I'm going back to the Browns again. I watched that Thursday night game, and I got I got a lot of faith in this guy, Case Keenum. That dude has everybody rallying around him. I think they like him better than Baker. I really do. Um, he didn't do anything spectacular, neither does Baker. But he didn't make any mistakes, which Baker does. Baker averages a pick a game. Um, he, he tends to throw... Bad, make bad decisions. And Case Keenum, he's been to an NFC Championship. Don't forget that. The Minneapolis <laughs> Miracle, that's Case Keenum. So I'm going to go out and say Case Keenum's leading this Browns team to the to the uh, playoffs. Case Keenum's going to do it, not Baker. So what they do last week? I they won 17 to 14. Against who? Broncos. Okay, so they beat the frauds. Um, no, no chance. No chance. Uh, this team is going to struggle with Case. They need Baker back. I'm hoping Baker's out in two weeks when the, the Patriots, or three weeks when the Patriots go to play them. Um, I'll get into that talk later, but no, Case Keenum has never been a guy that's wowed me. I always forget that it was him in the, in the miracle. That was more about Stefan Diggs than it was him, but you know, he got them there, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't love him. I don't think he's the worst backup to have for sure. I think if you want to have a backup, you want to have a guy like him. But uh, no, I don't see it. I think B- Baker Baker gives you more. He gives you uh, more of a you know unpredict- unpredictability for running the ball. And yes, he's looked like a bonehead a lot of times this season with some of his mistakes. But I'm just I, you're just going back to the anti Baker well. And I told you I'm not an anti Baker guy, so I'm just not going to ride that. Who's next? Um, uh, so for Baker, uh, it, it's this injury is weird too because he obviously didn't play last week. Um, but they're saying that he won't be cleared to return until doctors determine he can ad- adequately protect himself. And that was from an article from two days ago. It's it's like. He's got an injury, and the team's like, well, he really needs surgery, but we're just going to let him play even though it hurts, and we're just going to kind of play it as a year. 
So, like, realistically, like, we don't know if this guy won't be able to play for two weeks. You don't know if he won't be able to play for five weeks or the whole season. Or they really can do anything. Um, I think um, it's probably. I mean, if they if they're gonna win with uh, Keenum, just like roll with it, roll with him. In my opinion, and I think uh, like we've talked about over the past few weeks, it might be time. It might be time for Baker to saddle up and head on somewhere else. Tucker? Are you there? Tucker has checked out of the podcast. All right. Dylan, do you have a way to take? I do, and it's a perfect segue because... Um, what is what am I hearing? Sounds like a train. Uh, it's probably the trucks outside my window. Sorry. Oh, okay. So, um, we've been hearing a lot of talk with uh, um, Deshaun Watson and his potential uh, trade dealings to the Dolphins. Now, if the Dolphins are abysmal, right? I think we're all in consensus that nothing that they do this year is really going to matter anyway. Yes. Um, they're terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to be bottom, bottom of the, of the rankings this year. So um, they're looking for a quarterback, it seems like. Um, now, Tua seems to be not the guy down there. Um, I don't think Deshaun Watson is the answer. But, you know, who is an answer? We just talked about him. Baker. I think Baker at Baker's going to be in Miami this time next year. That's the take. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, on the Deshaun front, um, I think I don't really know where he's going to go. I mean, there's a ton of teams that could use him. I heard Carolina's trying to make a push. I guess the problem is nobody knows what's going to happen with Goodell, the rat when uh, the time comes for him to really meet out, you know, any sort of discipline. Um, he may not have to. I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't been proven of anything. I personally think that where there's smoke, there's fires. I think something fishy happened. I think he does like his butthole to get touched, but yeah, who am I, who am I to judge? Um, but uh, Baker, I, like I these all these Baker takes, like I said, I don't think Baker's a bad quarterback. I think he's a middle-tier guy. I mean... Who are they gonna find that's better than Baker? Like that's the thing. Like who are they gonna get? They got no one coming up in this draft class. You know, I mean, you could pull in maybe a guy like Jimmy G, who's gonna be out of a job. I just don't see anybody better than Baker, so I don't think they're gonna get rid of him. I think Miami's way more likely to go to a guy like Deshaun Watson than uh, than Baker. And I, I, I still think you can't really give up on Tua yet. Like I, I don't know. I, I think. I just I don't like that these teams just give up on these quarterbacks so quick. I hated the Josh Rosen situation. Yes, I think he should have never been drafted where he was because he obviously didn't care about football. But that that only happens once every you know I don't even know twenty five years maybe. Like I I just don't see where you're getting any better than Baker. So I, I think he stays in Cleveland at least until at least until a couple of years from now. Like I guess Cam's take I like better because. It was two years from now, but I don't think next year he'll be on the move. Cam, you you want you have Baker out of Cleveland in two years. Do you think it fit in Miami? 
I don't think he's a good fit in Miami. Uh, Baker has the best offensive line in football right now, and he still isn't top-tier quarterback level, still makes a lot of mistakes. If he goes to Miami with one of the worst offensive lines in the league, he is going to be probably one of the worst quarterbacks. At least Tua has some sort of at least Tua has some sort of legs on him where he can kind of run around and Tua doesn't play that bad. He had four touchdowns. He just also makes mistakes. The difference is the linemen and the lack of run game for, for Tua. If, if Baker went to Miami, he would be stonewalled and dead within two weeks. Tucker, are you back with us? Where is this Baker slander coming from? Like he's he's not a great QB, but he's not a bad QB by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, I'm not slandering. Like anyone that thinks, Cam, like you think that Tua would do better in Miami is preposterous. Tua has been bad, just straight up bad. Oh, no, he hasn't. Been bad all year. His like. His last two games, he's lost to the Jaguars and the Falcons. And they're like, well, he played all right during them. No, he didn't, because he lost to the Jaguars and the Falcons. Well, that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> he makes mistakes. That's the similarity to Baker. The difference is he makes mistakes with one of the worst offensive line and worst run game. And Baker has the best offensive line and best run game. So, I, they're... Comparable, I yeah, guess. No, they're not because, like, you're like, yeah, he ma- like Baker makes mistakes against the Chiefs in a shootout. Like Tua loses to the Jacksonville Jaguars, seventeen to twenty. Baker loses to the Chiefs, thirty-eight forty-four. And you're like, yeah, see, they both lose those games. Like, it's not the same. I mean, I guess. But it comes back to my argument of the Dolphins aren't a good team. They don't have the same players. The Browns are by far a better team all around. They should have a better record, but they don't because of Baker. They have a better record than the Dolphins. Well, like I, like I said, like I don't know. I, I don't like giving up on quarterbacks this early in their career. They have not no. had a running game down there in, in Miami in forever. They have no running backs, and they have – Decent wide receiver. What has Will Fuller done this year except for been hurt and suspended? Like, so he no, really Jalen Waddle. Yeah, but Jalen Waddle's a rookie. He'll he'll he's still a rookie. Like he's gonna be Devon great. Is a stud. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but I'm just like Baker has Odell and Landry, and he's got Nick Chubb and a great at line. So I don't. Yeah, I don't see the fit. I don't see the fit. Is basically my my point. But. Uh, speaking of maybe giving up on quarterbacks, the Jets, dude, I, my take was almost relegate this team. Like, bring rele- – I don't know if anyone had had yeah. the take of relegation. Me, me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was you. So, I think I was probably against it at the time. I think I'm for it because this is miserable. <laughs> the Patriots, as I've said on this show many times, they're not a, a great team. And they smoked the Jets. And I don't know if it's just because the Jets have – you know, because the Patriots had the Jets number and always have ever since Bill Belichick wrote on a napkin, I resigned as head coach of NYJ. But God, they're bad. And Zach Wilson gets hurt. This white kid comes in. His name's Mike White, <laughs> comes in and didn't play terribly, didn't do anything. But he, he he's bad. He's not as good as Wilson. But he did about the same that Wilson would have done. So 
I just think it's time. Like, I don't know. I don't think this team will ever, ever, ever be good again. I really don't. I don't care who you bring in as head coach. I don't care if Jesus Christ himself is playing quarterback. I think this team will be bad forever. And it does nothing but bring me joy because I hate the Jets and I hate their fan base. They have done nothing since Broadway Joe to deserve any sort of credit. They had a little blip in the 2010s and that was it. So I think I think this team should be kicked out of the NFL. They should be moved somewhere else. I mean, New York just keeps taking L's. Like New York hasn't won a championship in forever. And I mean, the Jets, I would not if I lived in New York, I would certainly not be a Jets fan. I would definitely be a Giants fan because boy does this team stink. Uh Tucker, Jets, Jets talk. Um, I think the relegation talk should be a serious conversation for the NFL. Um, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, but, like, why wouldn't you have a B-League in the NFL that can come up and down? Because there are some terrible teams, and there's a bunch of good players that don't make the NFL that probably could have a great shot in the G-League or whatever it's called. But, as for the Jets, I mean... Dumpster fire. You, the Patriots dropped a 50-burger. I mean, this is just Belichick doing Belichick things. I mean, I want to go into later about the catch. Uh, have you guys <laughs> heard about the catch? I saw the catch, yes. You saw the catch. Dylan, did you see Daniel Jones' one-handed catch? So that was dope. That actually was dope. Yeah. No, no, not that. I'm talking about the catch. Then kill Harry no. mossing some third-string cornerback from a throw from Brian Hoyer. And in yeah, garbage I time. Mean, oh, I, I did. Yes, I did. I saw it on a, a replay. I mean, does anyone else think in the obvious here of it wasn't Nikhil Harry, it was the QB the whole time? You put in a veteran QB with Nikhil Harry and he's mossing dudes. Like, I'm not saying that it was Tom Brady's and Cam Newton's fault, but I'm not saying it wasn't. Stidham hooked up with him for a touchdown last year against the yeah. Chiefs. I'm just saying, I mean, so how many players pull that playoff? I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five players in the NFL. I'll say Julio Jones can do it. I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins can do it. And then Nikhil Harry. That's it. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> so that realistically should be his entire career. But they, they should just run him down the sideline and huck it up and hope he catches it. Uh, you but, think? Yeah. Oh, wait. Because he what, can't wait, read a playbook. Trey, Trey, what are the Patriots missing? A deep thread wide receiver? He oh, can't wait, get open. That's all that Nikhil Harry can do? He can't wow. get open. Huh. He has so a jump ball ability. Uh, Cam, you're obviously a New York fan. Do you have anything to say for your neighbors? Yeah, give us – I think one person should just have the stadium. I'm, I'm totally fine with the Jets being gone. I think this, this should be a serious conversation. Maybe – Maybe don't get rid of the Jets, but we really need to. We need to do a Jets versus whoever wins the national championship. Yes, and I agree. I know it'll, it'll never happen. It will never happen. Never. Or Lions versus whoever wins. Um, or an all-star I, team I, of I, both. The all-star team would destroy them. Yeah, but then a rookie all-star team. I got a versus... question for you, actually. Jets and Giants put all their best players onto one team. What's that team's record? I think we talked about this too. Wild card team. They're a wild card team. You're so I'm not sure they are. Jets, and Jets and Giants form an all star team. What's the record? The New York Super Football Giant Jets. I mean, only three people total are going to make 
Yeah, I mean, probably three people between those two teams are going to make the Pro Bowl this year, if that. So, yeah. They, so, what do you think about like nine, eight? nine and eight? Nine, I don't hate nine that. And eight. Yeah, I don't think that team makes a wild card. Uh, Dill, you got QB skill. You got any input on on our our rivals in the AFC East? Well, I I've been bringing this up since the beginning of the year. I, I think it was like week two, three. I was like, is there any hope? <laughs> For these teams, when I was talking about the Giants and the Jets, um, at least the Giants are competent in, in some regard. The Jets are just, I mean, they just lose and they lose bad. They look bad. They have nobody on the team that's worth anything. Um, and it's sad. It, I mean, it really is just sad um, for them. So, I mean, the, the one good thing is that they're in our division. So we play them twice. I, I really think that the Johnsons need to sell the team because ever since they've been in charge, they've been garbage. Um, but moving on, I want to do one of my my classic Patriots State of the Unions. Obviously, the big win, the biggest win since Tom Brady's in statistics since Tom Brady's departure. Put up a fifty burger, felt good. So here's my take on it. It's not that great a win. Uh, you're playing like I just said, a team that should be kicked out of the league for being so bad. Um, you weren't even playing their best quarterback. Um, but I think it's great for the confidence. And I think this team does have confidence. And I think, you know, they they really see themselves as a team that is a missed field goal, a fumble, and better play calling away from, you know, only having one loss. So uh, I think there's confidence. I think they're building on that confidence. I like to see the play calling book open up a little bit. They went for it on fourth down. I don't know. I, it actually frustrated me that they did it there and they had such a good play call when they could have done it many times during the season to make a difference. And they didn't against better teams. But I hope it just continues is my thoughts. So basically, I think this week is your season right here. So you got the Chargers coming up. They've played well against good teams. They played well against the Bucs. They played well against the Cowboys. They played well against these good teams. And... They've just not put it together at the end. I think now you have to be more aggressive. Now you're building this confidence for the coaching staff, for the players. Maybe they have. Maybe they go for that fourth and two, and maybe they get it and end up winning the game. I think the Chargers are very beatable. I think they're a bit of the F word. I'm ready to throw that out. They have a terrible run defense. I think you need to run the ball. Anyways, if you win this game, you get on a little roll. You beat the Panthers. You beat the Browns. You're right in it. And, and then the rest of the year is a crapshoot. Hopefully you can split with the Bills. Uh, and you got some some cruddy teams in there with the Falcons and Jags as well and the Dolphins. But I just I think that this is your season right here. And I, I think you probably could lose this one and then go on a real run and maybe still sneak in. But I think it, it has to start here. You got to win this game. Um, if they win this game, they got a shot. If they lose a the game, the season's over. Um, so I think they do have a shot at winning. But Tucker, what do you think of your football team? I am fully bought in already. Um you only need one half good performance to convince me. And this game was more than enough to convince me this team can compete. I mean, our rushing offense looked really good. Damien Harris, like one of the highest rated running backs in the NFL. Our passing offense started to click. Kendrick Bourne was really good. Nikhil Harry had the catch. So, I mean, it was a great day for our offense. And Hunter Henry and uh, Matt clearly have some sort of QB tight end connection that I'm loving to see. So I'm feeling confident right now. I really am. See, I don't feel that this gave me confidence in that they're a good team because I think they beat up on a cruddy opponent 
I think they needed to do it to get confidence, but I don't think this was a good win by any any means. I think that was just a good confidence building win. I don't think it means you're a competitor. I don't think it means you're a playoff contender either. Um, I think you've got to prove that over the next three, four weeks. So that's that's my take on the on the Jets. But Dylan, do you, do you think the Patriots are legit or have a chance to be legit? Um, I think you hit it nail right on the head with uh, the next three weeks uh, with Pats playing the Chargers, Panthers, and Browns. If they can take two out of three here, um, I think they have a significant chance of, of making the playoffs as a fringe team. Um, it, but it really comes down to these three games. If you if you go one and three here, I don't see them making it up. Um, the the thing is, and I've said this almost every week, is that they Mac Jones continues to show his resilience and his ability as a QB, and he shows that you know you know the the, the potential is there for him to continue to grow and become better than he is week by week, it seems. And the team seems to be getting better uh, week by week. So, you know, I'm really not upset, but I'm also not um, expecting much out of this season anyway. But the in terms of, like, winning a championship or going to the playoffs, but they continue to show that they have the makings of becoming a, a, a good team because they're – you know, um, have the have Mac Jones at the helm, who's just done a great job, in my opinion, continues to show his ability. So, so Cam, you're obviously the only unbiased voice here. Uh, do you think that win means anything? And, and what do you think of the upcoming schedule for the Pats? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to win, I guess that's the way to do it. But you got your two Jets and Texans win out of the way, you, you know, going forward. You got to start beating teams that have more than one win. So <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't see the Patriots. I said nine and eight at the beginning of the year. I'm gonna stick with it. Um, I don't think they're a playoff team. They, they have gotten really close in those wins, but until um, they make up make up the mistakes. I don't I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I think that's fair, but I will say that I disagree with you that nine and eight isn't good enough to get in. I think the last seed is going to be a nine and eight that's team. Fair. I, and yeah, let's, that's fair. The AFC is absolute trash this year and we'll talk about that shortly. Right, yep. So take it away, Cam, because that's what's next on the docket is the AFC standings, which is just all sorts of screwed up right now. But uh I mean, we can bundle all of this. Uh, I have the Bengals on, on my list. I have the Chiefs on my list. And I have the Raiders on my list. So, uh, Cam, you just can give us your overall thoughts and, and we can go into that stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> I looked at the, the playoff projection today. And number one projected team in the AFC is the Bengals. Wait, <laughs> can, I, can I just stop you for a second? The projected Super Bowl, if the two one seeds make it, is Bengals Cardinals. Who saw that one coming? I would love it. Personally, I think that's awesome. But um, Bengals number one projected seed, Raiders number two, and then the Chiefs aren't in it. I think this is just a bunch of malarkey, and I hope it doesn't change. I hope the Bengals are the number one seed going in. I hope no teams that made the playoffs last year make it this year. I want it to be crazy. Um, 
But I'll say it again. Whoever comes out of the NFC is, is winning this year. I don't think there's anyone that can really put up a fight. That being said, another winner for me is when we had that debate when the Panthers, Broncos, and Raiders were all 3-0, I, I jumped on the Raiders back. I said, Raiders are real. And 5-2, and two, two seed in the AFC. So. Yeah, so, I mean, my it obviously, it's so weird because I still feel like it's early season, even though we're almost halfway, which is preposterous. But I think that the 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 wheat will get separated from the chaff. To turn a phrase, uh, <laughs> I think I think some teams will start. To, I still don't think the Chiefs are going to end up on the outside looking in, but they're got to start to to worry about it now. I mean, after their performance this last week, um, I mean they they really got to start turning out at some point. I do just think that they're going to just based on how good they've been and that with the talent they have, but. I think the Bengals are getting in for sure. I mean, they've looked great. The Jamar Chase draft pick, which I have lauded as a terrible pick, has been fantastic. Um, and the Raiders, obviously, I, I had had the take that, you know, the Raiders were uh, going to start losing without Gruden. That's been, I think, already proven wrong. Uh, I said they were going to get to seven wins total, so they're two away from that. Um, so... I don't know. I think it will even out. I think that, you know, teams like the Ravens and the Titans are going to show up and, and win as they usually do. And I think the Chiefs will figure it out. I do think some sleeper teams are going to get in, like the Bengals, like the uh, like the Raiders. I don't think the Bengals will be going in as the one seed. I just don't see that holding form. But, I mean, I think it's – I can't decide if I think it's good or bad for the NFL because it's good for the parity of the league. You're not getting the same teams in. You're getting new stars rising. But at the same time, you've got some small market teams that are kind of run, leading the way, and that's not good for business. So, I mean, I don't really care about the NFL's business. I, I kind of hate the NFL as an organization, even though it's my mo- like my favorite sport. But I don't know. The AFC is not your right, Cam. And I do think that the Bucs are going to waltz to a Super Bowl. I think it's not going to be hard. I think they're going to encounter the you know probably the Packers and the Cardinals in the playoffs and rip through them like Brady usually does against good teams in the playoffs. And they'll Rams, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just see the the Buccaneers having a straight shot. But I am the Jinx King, so we'll see if that stands. Tucker, you uh, had brought up the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. You want to talk specifically about Bizakia, but um, just your thoughts on the AFC standings, and then you can go into more detail about the stuff you wanted to talk about if you're there. Dylan, what do you think of the AFC standings in the Bengals and the Chiefs and the, and the Raiders? Um, it is definitely uh, mixed. You know, you have not what anybody really would have projected um, in terms of the AFC West. I think outside of the AFC West, though, and, and the Bengals being 5-2, and two, I mean, this is kind of what I expect. Um, the Raiders seem a little high, and then the Bengals seem a little high. Um, but I think it'll even out in the end. Um, by the end of this, by the end of the season. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a lot of teams in the AFC that just have problems, um, and it's definitely secondary to the to the NFC right now for sure. Um, so just, just to cover these teams again, uh, Tucker, are you back? No. So just to cover these teams again, just give me, 
where you think the Bengals are going to end the season. I think that they're going to win the division. I do. I think that the Ravens are still a little iffy. Um, they can be hot. They can be cold. But I think they'll get in, obviously. But I think the Bengals are going to win the division just the way they played, which is a shock to me based on their O-line. I guess these under-the-radar free agent pickups on the line have been huge for them. But um, I love Joe Burrow, too. So I, I won't be mad to see them in. They're not going to be the one seed. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be further down. But they will win the division. I think they'll be a, a, one of the higher seeds. Uh, Cam, what do you think? Um, I think the Bengals are going to be a six seed. I think the Ravens are going to take the division still. I think the, the Bengals are going to be a 10, 10, may, 10, 10 win team, 10 and seven. What's that? Five and five out. 11 and six, we'll call it. Um, I think it's 11 and six team, six seed. They're going to be six seed, maybe a five seed, but I think the Chargers, um, Raiders, Chiefs are going to be battling it out. So whoever you know gets second in that division might take the five. But I, I think they're definitely making the playoffs for sure. I don't think they're going completely downhill from here. Uh, you know, I tell you what we're setting up for is one of those late season division title and AFC North games that are usually played between like the Steelers and the Ravens or the Steelers and the Bengals. And those games are always awesome. They're super physical. It's where everyone gets concussions. It's where Antonio Brown lost his brain. Um, it's where Juju, you know, stood over Vontez perfect. Just the perfect. I'm, I'm very excited for, for, for that game that's going to come down late in the year between some some AFC North teams. Um, so Now, I'll, I'll jump in on that because right now the Bengals have played two division games. They beat the Ravens last week, and they beat the Steelers week three. The Steelers are a joke. The Steelers are so are so they bad. Still, they have six more uh, division games to play. Um, the last game of the season, the Browns. Second to last, Chiefs. Third to last, Ravens. That's tough. So it's going to be a going to be a heated three weeks right there. They also play Chargers. Sorry, Steelers, Raiders. Bengals. Wait, are the Raiders in that division? No, they are West. No, no, no. So sorry. Um, they play the Browns and the Steelers. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, but it's really those last three games where I think it's going to come down to the wire. Maybe even between all four of those teams. Yeah. So I keep an eye on that Ravens game and that Browns game at the, the, the you know the third, the last game, and the last game. Those will be good ones. But do you think the Bengals are going to hold hold form still? No, I would say no, just because their their schedule looks looks tough. But outside of the Jets, they play Browns, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Bank Browns. Um, I mean Broncos, we'll call them frauds, I guess. But um, that's that's a tough schedule. Um, unless they they find teams at the right time, uh, like the Browns in a couple weeks. Um, I think they're going to be it's going to be a tough down the stretch so I'm going to say they don't hold on to this vision um, uh, Alright, Tucker, you're back uh, we were just breaking down the AFC standings do you think the Bengals are going to hold Pat as, as the lead, lead in the division? Oh no, not a single chance in hell um, I love the Bengals I, I think they're great and all this is the Ravens division I mean, I think everyone can agree to that. I don't. 
Sorry, you think it's the Bengals division? Yep. Okay, okay. Um, good luck. Um, I'll talk to you when it's a loser in three weeks from now when the Bengals probably go one and two in their next three. I'm going to call that now. The bet. The Bengals are a good team. They're a fun team. They aren't a playoff team. Um, like, they're a team that could maybe make the playoffs. They're not a playoff team. No, they won't win anything. They'll make the playoffs. They won't win anything. I agree with that. No, I'm saying they they might make the playoffs, and they definitely won't win a game in the playoffs. Um, I think they might win a game. I think they might win a game. They won't win anything significant. They won't win an AFC championship or a Super Bowl. Burrow's a winner, man. He is a winner. I'll give you that. He's a winner, but I just I don't see enough around him. I really don't. No, he doesn't have the pieces around him. Um, I don't think his defense is good. His line, people just like, are like, well, he's playing well, so let's just ignore the fact that they forgot to give him an offensive line. Um. I mean, that's going to come back to bite them eventually. All right. Like, they have Joe Mixon, who's a pretty good running back. And they can't even use him because they literally no offensive line. Let's – let's. So, defense. I just don't buy I, – I mean, I like – I love the Bengals. I really do. I think they're so much fun. Jamar Chase is awesome. Uh, but they're 50-50 they make the playoffs. So – on this list, we have the Chiefs frauds. Tucker, you, you're ready to use the F word for the Chiefs. I just want to go around quickly. Do you think the Chiefs will be in the playoffs? Yes or no? I do think that. I do think so. I think they're going to turn around, but it got it's got to start now, and and they've got it. They've got a lot of work to do. So I do think they will figure it out. They got to start now. The Holmes has got to pull his head out of his butt and ban Jackson from coming to games. I think that's what's got to happen, and Brittany for that matter. That 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 QB married take is holding pat. I love that take. Such a good take for me. Cam, Chiefs in the playoffs, yes or no? Yes, but I hope they don't. I hope they don't as well. I don't want to see them win. I don't like that team. Uh, Dylan, Chiefs in the playoffs, yes or no? Um, oof. I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes. Um, but with Cam, I'd, I'd like to see it not happen. Also, I'd like to say that uh, Trey, you list yourself as a winner from Holmes blows, but mind you, I lost my take last week, and I also was saying the baby goat take needs to stop. Well, you so just I, piggybacked I, off mine, which is I the reason you lost. The reason you lost is you piggybacked off mine. So, just throwing that. No, because I, I disagreed with you then, but then after the game two weeks ago, I... That doesn't matter. I you can't pivot and then make your own take. That's not fair. You deserve that L. Wear it. Wear it. Tucker, you're ready to use the F word. Are the Chiefs going to make the playoffs? Are they actually frauds? Um, Yes, Chiefs are frauds. Yes, they make the playoffs. I think they're probably going to win at like 10 and 7 or something like that. They're not going to be good. Yeah, they'll beat the Giants. Oh, I got my waitress in here, Cam, that's also a Giants fan. Uh, but yeah, no, they'll they'll beat the shit out of Giants. It's a good get right game. <laughs> hey, Giants money line. Giants money line next week is the pick. Just letting you know. So speaking of the Giants, Cam, you're ready to call them back. Obviously, they they won, right? They did win, right? They won. Dan, oh, Giants! Dan, Giants destroyed the Panthers. Giants that's what it back. was. Yep, Giants destroyed the Panthers. Daniel Jones had one of the cooler plays I've ever seen. Uh, that was an awesome catch. 
shades of Odell Beckham. But, I mean, I obviously don't think they're going to go anywhere this year. That's my take on it. But, Cam, you wanted to say the Giants are back, so go ahead. Go into your tirade. Yeah, so I've always – I've loved the Giants this season. Um, never doubted them. Um, they're back. And this win was just a big momentum booster. You could say the Saints win. I said they were back after the Saints. Um, this this week was different because it showed that we can battle through adversity. Had a lot of guys out. And Danny Jones just kind of made it happen. Our defense made it happen. So I think they're trying. They're, they're finally coming together. And like I said, I've been saying it every single week. There's a lot of different puzzle pieces. We could just con- you know, find out where to put them. And now those pieces are coming together. They're two and five. But uh, I, I, I think there's <laughs> – I think there's a sneaky little playoff run coming soon. <laughs> I disagree. Two weeks ago, you said they were cooked. You said they were donezo. I think that was last week. You might have been. Never lost, baby. <laughs> Never lost. No. You sound like me right now. Um, Dylan, are the Giants frisky? Do you think they could make the playoffs? Are they, are they frisky? No, I don't think they're frisky. I don't um, think so. Uh, it, it's, it's tough because they... They keep showing promise is getting over the hurdle, and then they just trip over the hurdle and start right back down at ground zero again, um, it seems, every year. Um, they did play a great game this Sunday, though. Um, and, I mean, I don't think they can keep that type of, that type of game uh, rolling for the entire season. Um but I, I, it's, I don't see him as two and five either. I see him as just about a 500 team. So, but I don't put them in the playoffs with that. Tucker, Giants, Frisky, yes or no? Tucker's gone. All right. Um, Tucker's running a restaurant right now, so we, we can forgive him. All right, we won't skip over it. Red Sox catastrophe. Um, as hot as their bats were, they were just as cold in the end of that series. Um, I thought Alex Cora did a piss poor job managing. Um, especially, you know, in the Chris Sale game, um, some of the some of the base running decisions, hit and runs, and such. I I just think that there was there was poorly managed, and I think that the page uh, <laughs> the Red Sox got cold at the wrong time. Uh, the Astros were the better team. I had said that from the jump. Um, I said I didn't want to see them, and they proved me right. But I just can't stand that the cheaters are going to the World Series. Um, so. We can bundle this with World Series talks. I pray the Braves win. Uh, what's the score right now? Does anybody know? The Braves are winning five to zero. Last yeah. Time. So I'll tell you what I see happening is the Braves choking away a series because they did it last year, and it's just Atlanta style to just choke away wins. So, but I'm rooting for the Braves. I want the Braves to win. I can't stand those cheaters going going on to win. There was talk about them cheating in the Red Sox series. I don't think it was a big deal, um, but. Yeah, so World Series preview. I'll I'll say Astros in six. Um, I don't want it, but that's that's my guess. Um, so, uh, Cam, if you got anything on the Red Sox you want to touch on or the World Series, go ahead. Um, I got I got Braves. I think Braves in four. Love that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Dylan, Red Sox. What are your thoughts? Uh, thoughts on the Sox? Um, like you said, they just the Sox got extremely cold um, second half of that series. Um, 
And like I've said before, in order to win um, a baseball championship, it seems like you need to have guys on your team that are having career years that are playing off their heads. Um, it seems like uh, the players that uh, were playing real well for the Sox were playing off, like out of their minds. Um, they did. They lost it. You know, it, you needed to be. You need that uh, consistency. Uh, for the whole playoffs and, you know, guys just lost it. The bats went cold. Um, pitching wasn't, uh, pitching couldn't hold up to the demand of, of that series and, and, and playing this many playoff games. So they ended up losing, obviously. So um, as for the World Series, I would, I'm going Braves. I'm going Braves in, in uh, five. Um if I had a, if I had to have a second favorite team, it would be the Braves. So I'm all on board with the Braves. Uh, yeah, I think I think everyone. Let me just say about the Red Sox real quick that this was a pleasant surprise of the season. I had said at the beginning I didn't think they were going anywhere. I think a lot of people thought that, and for them to be two wins from the World Series is good. I'm not happy with it. I have I'd be a hypocrite if I was because I've said it's all about championships. That's the only thing that matters. So I'm not happy with it. They were two wins. They should have gotten the 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 deed done. Uh, three runs in their last, like, whatever it was, innings. Like, I don't even remember. 20, yeah. 27, something like that. But just miserable. Just miserable. But, uh, Tucker, are you here? I'm here. Uh, Red Sox thoughts. Uh, I had said that uh, Cora managed the series very poorly. Uh, past game three. And uh, your World Series prediction. Yeah, um... Cora, I mean, there could be, but I don't like Cora as a manager. I like him as a coach, as a motivator. And honestly, I think that is the biggest part of being a baseball head coach because in terms of actual coaching, I think that it's not as important as other sports like football where it's all X's and O's and stuff like that and play call designs. I think baseball has so much more to do with getting your players riled up, and Cora does a great job of that. He got a team that had no business making the playoffs to this is a team that was projected by everyone to come in last in the AL East. They were two games away from the World Series. I'm happy with this season. This season was a giant success and a giant step forward. I mean, we had the number three well, we got the number three prospect in the MLB to come to the Red Sox in the draft. And then we developed a farm system through trades. And on top of that, we're also building a winning roster on top of it. I mean, this is supposed to be a down year where we weren't supposed to do anything. So I'm happy with how the season ended. As for the series, I'd like to see the Braves win. I think the Texan, oh, Astros will win. And uh, six. That's what I, I said. That's what I said. Great minds think alike. It's almost exactly what I said. All right, um, let's move into list, guys. It is Halloween week. This will be our last episode before Halloween, so we are doing top five Halloween candies. What you'd like get to get in your bag on Halloween, maybe something special on Halloween that you didn't get for the rest of the year. Um, so why don't we lead it off with uh, Dylan tonight? What are your top five? Give me number five um, for Halloween candy. First off, um, you say Halloween weird. Halloween? Um, I don't know. I have a retainer, and maybe that's why Halloween. 
Halloween. You were saying I don't know. I say Halloween, not Halloween. Halloween. I say that. Halloween. It's it's an it's H A L L O W E. I know. Hallow Hallow's Eve. It's not Hallow's Eve. No. Number five for me, I'm kind of pulling a little audible here. You might not agree. Number five for me, I'm just going the full bar. Anybody who, who gives a full-ass candy bar, uh, that's my number five. I don't care if it's a Butterfingers, which is probably my least favorite candy bar. I'm taking the big one. I'm taking the full, uh, just regular size candy bar. Anybody that has those, um, that's going straight in the bag. That could be uh, trade fuel uh, for later. So number five, going full bar. You got to be more specific. Give me a, a one of the no. bars. That's... I get excited about the full bar. All right, that, I hate that. Um, <laughs> Cam, number five. I'm gonna throw this in there. Only time I'll eat this kind of candy is Halloween, and a lot of people hate them. A lot of people don't like them. I love candy corn. They give you in a little bag. Give you about seven pieces in that little orange bag. Um, shovel them down easy. Uh, just just a Halloween treat. Would never eat them outside of Halloween, really. Would definitely never buy them. But if they're in my bag, I'm excited about it, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I, 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 I'm the candy corn. <laughs> I've uh, candy corn's the only candy where you can like legitimately be happy with eating like six and be completely content and be like that was fantastic i've seen a lot of a lot of debate online this year about candy corn being good or not the bruins did a tiktok where Pasternak tried it for the first time and he was like this is awful where can i throw these away um just just and just to just to clarify the they have candy corn pumpkin yeah my ones. girlfriend's a big proponent of those yeah no Never. I won't eat one of those. They're not got, the same. Gotta be the Cardinals. Um, I got the candy corn, uh, harvest corn ones where they're a little chocolatey. Those are pretty good. All right. My number five is a wild one, and it's going to be hated on. It's pretzels. I like getting a little bag of pretzels on ha- on <laughs> Halloween. Because We're starting off hot. <laughs> you're eating, you're eating all, all the sweets and all the chocolate and the sugar. It's good to throw in a little salt every now and then. Uh, definitely one of the first things I grab for, you know, I try to save the best things for last. I'd grab the pretzels and I'd be like, this would be a good starter course. You know, get the palate nice and moist and, and we'll go into the candy. So I'm going pretzels. Uh, they come in shapes like baps sometimes, pumpkins. That's pretty cool. Pretzels. I'm a big pretzel guy on Halloween. Little baggies. Tucker, number five. Uh, number five. Uh, I'm just, you know what? No, I'm going to start off with an apology. <laughs> this list is going to be terrible. I don't like chocolate, so there was it was hard to think of five things that I liked getting. So I just wanted to state that in advance. Number five, going to be a wild one. I'm not sure if you guys even got this as a uh, Halloween. Is this Halloween anything that you get on Halloween? Yeah, anything you want. Money. <laughs> I got a couple people at the UNICEF. Really the UNICEF. <laughs> And just left dollar bills in each one. That's not Better candy, candy though. You can get. Just give me a dollar. I am. I just forewarning, just like I did with your club crackers. I'm going to asterisk this and say not a candy. Just not uh, a candy. I'm sorry. Pretzels are though. Yeah, that's fair. Wait, Actually, that's fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I want to make sure pretzels are candy though. That's fair. That's fair. We'll change it to Halloween treats. How's that sound? We'll change it to Halloween treats. 
Um, all right, Dylan, number four. Uh, number four for me. Um, I'm going sugary away from the chocolate. I'm going Skittles. Number four, little pack of Skittles. Um, I'm usually a, a guy who will eat Skittles like one at a time. I like to enjoy the flavor, but when I get that little packet Halloween, it just rip dump real quick, about two seconds, rip and dump. So uh, that's a psychopath move to not eat them one by one because they actually so, do have different flavors. So I know they do, but something about the little pack, I just want to like shove them all in my mouth as quick as possible. All right. So the other thing is Skittles are uh, tremendous trade bait for those who don't like chocolate. Keep that in mind. Halloween's a so, huge trade yeah, trade so, night. So, so, uh, so that's why yeah. I, that that is more of the reason why it's on the list because um, the amount of trades I would do with the Skittles in order to get the high ticket items further up on the list. Well, Halloween is more exciting than any trade trade deadline in sports. I was wheeling and dealing out there. Uh, Cam, number four. Um, number four. I'm going with something Dylan mentioned that he didn't like. I'm going Butterfinger. This isn't something that I can't really eat the whole bar. If I get a full Butterfinger bar, it's like the opposite deal. If I get a full bar of Butterfinger, yeah, it's good for trading, but it's a lot. It's a that's a heavy bar, man. <laughs> that stuff is hard. <laughs> that stuff is filled, and it's it's jam packed. And you ruin a few teeth. Get stuck in your teeth, but the little bars, the little Butterfinger bars, the only thing in your only thing in your basket that's really yellow, um, it sticks out like a sore thumb. You see the Butterfinger. Um, you can pick it out of a crowd and it's, it's the perfect amount with just that little bar that, that, um, like the fun size. Yeah. The fun size butterfingers is, is good stuff for Halloween. Not the full bar. Can't do full bar too much. That is Rob Jr.'s favorite candy can. Just throw that out there. Um, so my number four is going to be full sized Reese's cups. I'm going to go specific with mine. Like if I got a choice of the full size bars, that's usually what it was. They'll be like, here, take one of the full size bars. I would be going Reese's Cup. I am a guy who prefers the small can on Halloween because I like to get the variety. So it's about the the quantity, not the quality, I guess. Um, so I did like and I did enjoy getting Reese's Cups. I was a big throw the Halloween candy in the fridge, uh, only eat a little bit of a Halloween, then save it for like the next two months and pulling out a nice big Reese's Cup, nice and cold. Frozen was was always nice, so I'm going full size Reese cups. My number four, Tucker. Number four, I got Laffy Taffy. I like that uh, pick. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's not a pick that many people see, but you know what? I've never been disappointed with Laffy Taffy. I see someone give out some Laffy Taffy. Excited. Do you I like the banana flavor? The banana flavor I, ones were tray bait instantly. Get them out of here. Oh, I love the banana flavor. I'm a seller at the deadline. Best flavor. That's bananas. It literally is bananas. Um, Dylan, number three. Uh, number three for me, we're getting into the big dogs here. Uh, Twix. Um, the only reason why it's low is because you always get the fun size and it's never quite enough. They're always a little bit too small than what you'd, what you'd like. Uh, that's why it's three. But um, in terms of taste, um, elite and you also didn't really see a lot of them, at least I didn't. So it, if, if, you saw, if you saw one in the bowl, you're like, I got to pick up the Twix while I can. So you got to snag that one. Uh, Twix at three. Uh, Cameron, three. The Twix didn't make my list, actually. Um, 
it's it's got too much of a bite for me, and that's kind of weird saying that after I picked Butterfinger. But it's too plain. It's it's too cookie. Um, I'm going Kit Kat number three. It's a softer it's a softer <laughs> bite. No, wait, it's a softer <laughs> bite. It's more chocolate. It's more chocolate. Better texture. It's a wafer. Um, Hold on, hold on. What's going on? Someone in a storm? Tucker's driving with the window down. Tucker, I don't know who it is. Somebody was, there was wind, but. Someone's uh, taking off. Yeah. Uh, Cam, continue with your Kit Kat rant. Kit Kat, you can break them apart. Um, the the commercial says it all, really, because that sound, it may, it may be a little exaggerated in the commercials, but there is a sound. There's a sound when you break them apart. There's a sound when you bite into them, and you can't really get that without the, any other candy. Um, so it's an aesthetic thing, and the flavor's a plus. Get that number three. I think I'm you can. I think you can get that sound, Cam, because my number three is Crunch Bars, literally Crunch. Um, so my mentality with my top three is candy that I would never, ever, ever buy, but that I would love on Halloween to get in my bag. So my number, my number three is going to be Crunch Bars, a little blue red wrapper appealing to me, my two favorite colors. Um, you know, you got the little rice krispies in there. Um, and I never wanted a full crunch bar. Never really was digging it. I got, I would get tired of them at the end of them. So I like the little bite size one, you know, two bites, you're done. Nice crunch to them. Nice, nice little crackle, uh, in the mouth. So I'm, I'm going crunch bars number three. Uh, they have to be the mini ones though. I like the mini ones. Um, so, uh, Tuck, go ahead. Number three. Uh, number three, I have um, terrible. Not much to say here. Terrible. I don't. I can't emphasize enough. There's not that many non-chocolate options <laughs> on Halloween. I like Twizzlers. It's a good little snack, especially if you get the full-size Twizzler instead of like the little ones. I'm a big fan. I uh, I would I would have thrown. I'm I'm gonna throw my honorable mentions in now. Um, just because I do think there are candies out there. Runts were one of them. And Laffy Taffy, obviously, which you had. But Runtz is an underrated. I don't know if you have that on your Runtz list. Runtz is underrated. Um, candy in general. Never heard of it. Really? Check them out. Uh, Dill, number two. Is there a plane taking off in that office? Tucker, are you driving? No, I am sitting in my... Cam, are you driving? Restaurant. Somebody's in a car. All right, <laughs> Dylan, number two. Uh, number two for me, I'm going uh, the Milky Way. Um, outside of the number one pick, the Milky Way, if you see it, you got to grab it. Um, it's one of those ones that goes quick. Um, so uh, I'm just a huge fan of Milky Way in general. So um, nothing better than the just the combo. The nougat caramel chocolate combo is elite. Um I would argue it's the best candy bar out there. Uh, so it's going number two. Uh, Cameron. Uh, I, number two, well, first I want to make a PSA here. I don't know why it just made, made me think of this, but if you're in a neighborhood and you're home and you don't give out Halloween candy, I, 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 don't, I don't respect you. I don't like you. You're, I, you could be my best friend, and then I find out you did that. You're, you're dead to me. Um, 
it was always my always big thing was like it's the last house you know you got everyone and the lights are off and you're like mom can i still go they're like no nobody's home and i go up there get my hopes up nobody answers the door um so just had to throw out out there to all the listeners just just give out the candy leave the bowl out there if anything. my family was a big leave the bowl out family Oh, okay. It's always just one kid that's like, I'm going to take all the candy. Yes, there are scumbags like that. And if you do that, I don't respect you either. Just to piggyback right. on no, that. No, if you're a take the ball kid, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. um, number two, I'm going M&M's. And Dylan hit the nail on the head. I wanted to speak up, but I waited for it. It's a rip and dump. Rip and dump is a great term. Rip over the thing. You eat them, if you eat them by yourself, you're wrong uh one at a time is not the way to go at all there's no joy to that ripping them dumping them crunching them the and you know what i'll go out there and say m&ms i think they have different flavors i do <laughs> uh, but i i used to get all the different colors of the m&ms that's the only time i would separate them is try to see if i got a pack with every single different color separate them one by one eat all the other ones separately and then take all the different colors, put them in my mouth, be like, yep, that's a flavor burst. Rip and dump, m and Cam, you were on fire right there for the past two minutes. That was one of your best showings on the show. I just have to say that. Um, my number two is a v- very niche one. It's bottle caps. Now, these are made by Wonka. They are little cap things. They're very similar to sweet tarts, which are my favorite candy, but they taste they like soda. They do have root beer, which I hated. I would always just toss those ones out. Um, or trade them for like an M&M. I'd be like, I'll give you this root beer bottle cap for a green M&M. And I'd be like, deal. But bottle caps are something that I never, ever got outside of Halloween. I always looked forward to them in my bag. I would sift through, pile them up, be like, yes, I got six packs of bottle caps this year. I'm hype. But um, never never a trade one. Got to hang on to them. Tried to accrue, accrue more in trades um, with those. But again, something I never got outside of Halloween. They're made by Wonka. Uh, they are in, an interesting candy, to say the least. So, bottle caps is my number two. Tucker? I'm struggling right now because I had... You know, bottle caps is my number two. Yep, there we go. I'm moving it on. Um, didn't have it on my list at all, but it is an elite candy. Trey, great choice here. I completely forgot they existed. Thank you for reminding me of this. It would have been a shame if I missed this off my list. That's what I'm here for. I love that TikTok. Uh, yeah. Dylan. Me, me for Halloween, I don't really remember ever seeing a bottle cap once. Oh, they were huge in my neighborhood. They were huge. Oh, maybe they, did they come in like two in a pack? No. No, or those were sweet get... tarts. They came in a little baggie with like four or, four or five of them. Yeah, see, I don't think I ever remember those. I mean, I, I know what a bottle cap is. I don't remember really ever seeing it though. Um, number one from me is a given. I think it's probably on three out of four of ours. It's the Reese's Cup. I mean, the the ones where it would be like individually like folded. You don't see those much anymore. They're they're usually in their own like crimped bag. I'm talking about the folded ones where they're like a little bit of glue on the bottom. Uh, you got you like unfold it, and, and then the the magical cup is right there in the middle of the little paper trough um i would i would just go i would trade all of my um like sugary candy just for um reese's i'd try to get like 30 of them that was like i if i had 
75% Reese's, it was a good night. Um, so Reese's Cup coming in at one. I'm expecting it at one for you guys. Shocked to hear did Milk, yeah. Dud, milk Duds didn't even sniff your list, which is insane to me. The milk, there's three Milk Duds in a box. That's, eh. <laughs> fair, fair. Dylan, uh, Dylan, uh, I, w- I had my whole speech planned out for this up at number one. <laughs> and I you pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. It's got to be folded. It's yeah. got to be the folded one. You, there's the, the one where you rip it, and there's the little sharp edges, and yeah, whatever, you can rip it. It's so much more fun when you when you turn that thing over and it's folded like, like a badly folded Christmas present. And you just get in there and you just tear it up. And then you, the you see that white, there. yep, the little white cardboard box, the white cardboard square that it sits on. I'm, yeah, I have it. never seen these, I don't think, in yeah, my life. Yes, yeah. No, oh, I always yeah, got the yeah. ones wrapped in tinfoil. Oh, right. the little, like, uh, the, the individual, like, little the ones. The tiny ones, yeah. Individual. Yeah. No, we're talking about full-blown, like, you get a normal Reese's cup where you get two. This is just... One. Yeah, it's a full size cup. Oh, size cup. oh, you. I, I get. I got you. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's full. Like if they, they hired people, like four year olds, to fold them up. For yeah. them. They're, they're never the same. They're always badly, poorly done, and that's that makes it taste better. I swear to God, Reese's Cup, easy number one pick, wasn't even close. All right, so I know I'm going to get comments about this one. I know I'm going to get hate about this one. This is a candy that I. My favorite candy to get on Halloween, something I never eat for the rest of the year. It's an almond joy. Now, almond joy. I love them. Yeah, they. I'm not a huge coconut guy, and I'm not a huge almond guy either. But I loved getting almond joys on Halloween, especially when I would freeze them and keep them. They'd be that much better. Um, something about the. I think it's a little darker of a chocolate. It's not. I, I know mounds are dark chocolate, but they don't have the little almond in them. The almond combined with the with the coconut and the chocolate just hit me different on Halloween. It was my favorite chocolate item to get on Halloween. People would always look at me like I had three heads when I was like, I'll trade you for those Almond Joys. I want those. They're like, I couldn't give these away. But I'm a, I'm a big Almond Joy guy only on Halloween. The little bars with the one almond. I would never, ever buy a full bar. Never have, never will. Um, probably will never have an Almond Joy again in my life because I don't trick or treat anymore, which is very sad. Can't wait till I can steal them for my kids. But... Almond Joy is my number one. I think it's a bit of a controversial pick, but we'll, we'll see what people have to say. Uh, Dylan, you're, you're a fan? I'm a fan of the Almond Joy, but I wasn't a fan until recent, so I don't think I ever really picked one up on Halloween. That's and if I did, it went straight to my mom. It's understandable. So, but Almond Joy is with, with the trash immediately. If yeah, someone tried to give me an Almond Joy, I'd say, trigger, no, no, never mind, no trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Take it, it back. Was, it, was, it was trick at that point. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, but now, like now, like that, you're, you're exactly right though. The fun size one with the one almond on top is a lead. It's one just enough. Pop. Yeah. Uh, it's a rip and pop instead yeah. of a rip and dump. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, Cam, your, your sentiment is more of what I usually hear, but, uh, Tucker, number one. Yeah. My number one Skittles is the clear non-chocolate choice. Um, I don't care what any of your opinion is. You all like chocolate. I don't care about your opinion. Your opinion's about me. My opinion's invalid to you. I don't apologize for my list in any way. I'm sorry that you guys like chocolate. The only problem I have with your list is money being on it, which I never got at Halloween. I don't. I just don't know where that came from. And Twizzlers being three. That one's a bad pick. Twizzlers are objectively bad. But all Do right. Rip and dump. 
So we've been ripping, yeah. throwing the ground and spit on. Um, no, no, no. The Skittles. <laughs> oh, the Skittles. Yeah, they're a rip and dump. I don't like, I don't hate that pick at all. All right. That's ways it takes. Happy Halloween. Maybe we'll do another costume post like we did last year. Does everybody know what they're being? I think I'm being a cowboy. Me too. I don't know if I'm doing Halloween. Tucker, just put on like a jumpsuit or something. Can't be worse than your Halloween picture we posted last year, but we won't talk about that. Wait, what was my Halloween picture? Uh, t- just look, go go back and look at it. See see if you remember what the context was. But all right, that's it. Ways it takes episode ninety five. Five more to hundred. That's pretty crazy. Um, check us out on our socials. Oh, punishment, Dill. What do you want to do? Um, I can. I'll run the forty. Damn it! Oh wait, no. I think we. I think we should go trick or treat. Five houses. That is a good yeah, one. Houses. I think that's fair. That's a good one. I don't hate that at all. That's a really good one, Joe. That's a tough no, punishment too. I can't I don't even think I'm gonna be around. Um, do, it, do it on something that's not Halloween. Yeah. Maybe you could buy. Maybe you could buy. <laughs> uh, what if? What if you just went trick or treating on not on Halloween to just one house? I, I don't want to roll. All right, all right. Course. So forty. You don't want to do saltine cracker challenge or anything. I'll do I'll do the 40. All right. I think we should have a full uh ways to take We we had this conversation last week though. We we had to see that conversation. <laughs> Hopefully we will one day. But that's episode 95. Check us out on our social. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week.